0: Good morning. Okay, I think you guys can hear me. I can kind of hear myself. Welcome to Cedar Valley, everybody. Thanks for joining us this morning. I am, uh, my name is Justin and my name is Chad. And we're just here to get our service started this morning. So thanks a lot for joining us. Anybody in the foyer as you're grabbing your tea or coffee or, or chatting or something, just make your way inside. We have a special service this morning for you.
1: If this is your first time here, a special welcome to you. Uh, we'd love to get to know you better, and you can do this by sending an email to hello at cedarvalley.ca. Uh, you can comment online if you're joining us online, or you can speak to somebody in the lobby wearing a lanyard if you're with us here in person.
0: And uh, just one of the, one of the best ways to stay informed about things going on in our community is by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or, even sending an email to hello at cedarvalley.ca. Um, you can also sign up for our weekly email newsletter at cedarvalley.ca at our website. There's instructions there.
1: Yeah, we are, so, we are so thankful for your ongoing support and of the work and ministry of Cedar Valley Church through your time, your prayers, your service, your financial generosity. Um, remember that the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. So greatly appreciated are your acts of service here.
0: Yeah, generosity is is one of our core values. And if you've had a chance to pick up the AGM booklet, it's in the back. You can look, look at some of those details in that booklet. But um, generosity is a core value here at Cedar Valley. We believe um, that uh, financial por- support of God's work is an act of worship. We firmly believe that. And it's... it's um, it takes discipline, but it is such a beautiful thing when it's done in the right attitude. And it takes prayer and, uh, and a great deal of practice to do it well. It all goes to help make things happen here at, at church and uh, throughout the week and also in our community. So we are just so thankful for the generous people here at Cedar Valley.
1: Yeah, so if you've come prepared to give this morning, uh, you can do so online on our website, cedarvalley.ca give. And if you're on campus, there's some tables set up at the back of the church.
0: Okay, a couple announcements for, for church this coming week. Specifically for our annual general meeting, we hold one usually late February, early March every year. This Sunday, our format is going to, or sorry, next Sunday, we're going to hold our AGM during the service time. We're going to have a short period of lunch, have some pizza after the service, and then do more of the logistics uh, business side of our meeting as well. One of the reasons we wanted to change our format a bit this year is, is to give opportunity that, uh, for, for people that may not normally attend or be able to attend, whether it's families or um, some of our seniors that just can't make it out in the evenings. We also want to acknowledge that uh, the business side of our church can also be a time of celebration, a time for worship, and a time to acknowledge so much that has gone on over the last year planning for the future, and seeing how the Holy Spirit is working among its people, the people of this church. So you might, you might come and uh, see the AGM feel a little bit different, but I'm really excited about it because it's a really great opportunity for us to uh, worship together and celebrate the things that are going on.
1: Yeah, and just to reiterate, there will be a lunch break after the service, and then pizza, and then we'll get into the uh, specifics of the updates and the voting uh, for the business side of the meeting. And obviously you're all invited and we hope to see you next week.
0: This morning we have a special service for you. Um, we have invited the Springmans, a family uh musical worship team, and they they have they're here to bring us worship this morning. So we're really excited about that. Um, please get your best dance and shoes on and, and, and just enjoy uh, new faces. I don't have to sing this morning. It's something that I love to do, but I also love to listen to new music as well. So um, just, just, yeah, excited about that this morning.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be some interactive songs that will get the kids involved. So kids or adults, feel free to dance, sing along. Um, as for Kids Church, um, there's activity sheets in the back you can grab. And for the parents joining online, we have an online kid's blog that provides the videos and interactive guides to engage at home.
0: And somewhere in here, Pastor Grant is actually going to bring us a devotional this morning. And we, uh, we, our service is, is designed to, to help us understand how and when and who we are as worshipping believers in Jesus. And so just uh, excited about the message from Grant. Also, it's a time of prayer. I, I just wanna put a small plug in for everybody that um, wants to know more about what's happening at church. We, we have a prayer time on Wednesday evenings. It starts at 7, 7 p.m. It's another great opportunity for us to corporately uh, gather and just pray with one another and uh, it's, it's support each other I'm going to call out Hank here for one second. He, we, were, we were kind of closing our time of prayer. Hank Newfelt he's in here somewhere. And he, he, almost, he almost apologized for introducing something that was on his mind in prayer. And, and I was like, I'm thankful for him for being so gracious, but this is the moment that we need to, when something is on our heart, we invite each other to pray over it. And it was for his new grandda- granddaughter, great-granddaughter. Beautiful thing. So when we have things that we want to pray for, we want to be able to do that with one another, in support corporately, where two or three are gathered. Pray in his name. So as we start this morning, I'm going to open our service in prayer. So, dear Lord, we we are your people. We are your creation, beautifully made. And we just call on your Holy Spirit to enter this place as we worship you this morning. Thank you for the Springmans, that they are gifted and that they have a message to tell, a message that we celebrate and are excited to share with them, and a message that we hope that our community online gets to see as well. So, Lord, a special blessing over this family here to share your, just to share your name. And I just thank you again for this community of believers that we can do this together. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. Thanks again. Good morning. Good to see you.
2: We are the Springmans, and I'll introduce our family in a few minutes, but let's, uh, let's all stand up and worship God together. If you want to sing or clap your hands or stomp your feet or do a little of that dancing, if you dance like me, you're okay. All right? So, here we go. This is called uh, My Lighthouse.
3: In my wrestling and in my doubts In my failures you won't walk out your great love will lead me through you are the peace in my troubled sea whoa you are the peace in my troubled sea troubled sea whoa you are the peace in my troubled sea
2: So I'm gonna let my family introduce themselves. Let's start way over there.
4: Good morning, my name is Emma.
2: And Emma is 17. That's right. Okay, and?
4: My name is Sarah, and I'm 12 years old. And? My name is Jacob, and I'm 11.
5: 11. My okay. name is Ryan, and I'm 15.
2: My name's Perry, and I don't know how old I am. I can't count that big, yeah. And my wife Julia is, is my wife Julia, or she? Where is she?
4: Boy. Oh, there, she's way
2: way in the back. Okay. (laughs) She's having coffee. You don't drink coffee, dear. She's going to start today. It was early. So we uh, we live in uh, Langley, and uh, we travel all around the world and have been up until about two years ago when something really strange happened. I can't quite put my finger on it. But anyway, things are uh, warming up a little bit, and we're starting to have opportunities to play, so we're very excited. Uh, we've only played a few times live, so this is still very <laughs> distracting to see people. It's all been online. We've been doing live stream concerts. For everyone, don't move. That's right. So don't, don't move. Just stay. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're all a little mesmerized. All right, here we go. This is uh, called King of My Heart. Let the
6: king of my heart be the
7: we
2: This next song is one of my favorites. Uh, I have so many favorites, but i got to figure out how to use this thing. Okay. Um, because uh, it kind of uh, shows God in a different light than we would normally think. This song is called Reckless Love. And when we think of God, we don't think of somebody who's reckless, do we? Not generally. I think God is very focused on what he's doing and why he's doing it. But this song talks about, you know, that... The shepherd leaving the 99 to go look for the one, and for you know for us that just seems ridiculous. We would like, would we ever do that? If we had 99 kids, would you leave your 99 kids and go look for the one? Well, probably wouldn't have 99 kids, but you know we wouldn't, we just wouldn't think of doing that. And so for 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 us, it it kind of looks like it's reckless, Um, and so that's kind of what this song is. It's really from man's, from our perspective on uh, what we see God doing, but that's how much he loves us. That's how much he loves us.
3: Coming after me, yeah There's no shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up Coming after me There's no wall you won't kick down Line you won't tear down Coming after me, yeah There's no shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up Coming after me
2: go ahead and sit down and have Jacob sing a song for you now and
7: uh,
2: I don't know if you're like me but sometimes I just need to step away from the news step away from the you know online news step away from so much of it because it's I mean you it's this crazy world right now wouldn't you agree you think of the things that are going on and um, and it affects us it affects us as Uh, moms and dads and his kids and and uh, so today we we chose songs specifically songs that would encourage us to not look outside but to look in to the heart of Jesus and how he cares for us even that last song how he cares for us deeply uh, and uh, so deeply that he would that he would give his life for us and uh, we hope that these songs encourage you, uh, Jacob. Do you want to introduce this yeah. one a little bit? Okay. Yeah. All right.
4: So I helped write the chorus on this song, and it's just great because it helps me to remind myself and all of you that to not worry and depend on God.
7: Okay. All right.
6: This,
7: this song is called, is called "You're the One." You're the one. Right. <laughs>
3: i sorry.
2: Thank you. you know, I love the, the verses in the Bible when we see children involved. And, of course, like many people, I didn't think too much about it before I had my own children. But once I saw how, how my own kids worshipped God, and then I connected that with what Jesus said in the Bible about how children worship him and how important children are to him, I started to pay a lot closer attention. And I realized that kids have so much to teach us about worship. Because when a kid comes to worship, well, let me give you an example. When Emma was, so we had just moved to Langley, so probably four or so. She was our firstborn, and of course, perfect in every way. Uh, but we were going to this church, and it was a kind of church where not a lot of people would put up their hands. I mean, you've probably been to churches like that, where they, it wasn't Pentecostal, so it wasn't too scary. But, you know, occasionally people would do that. And, and my wife and I were kind of more reserved, and so we didn't really do that. Do you remember this, Julie? And Emma would be up there just singing, not the right lyrics necessarily or the right notes, but just worshiping God. It was clear that she wasn't doing it to show off. She was just worshiping God, and she was like four or five years old. And, and Julie and I were like, you know, we're not gonna, but my goodness, I, I really started to see that here's a child leading us and how we should worship, because kids don't care about what it looks like around them. They don't care what other people really necessarily think of them when they're worshiping God. They just—they only care about God. And for me, that was uh, kind of lifted a burden off of me, that I can worship God from, my, from inside and not be so concerned how, it might look to other people if I'm worshiping the right way or not. And just worshiping from my heart. So, uh, next song is, Jay Ryan's going to introduce yeah. this one. This next song is
5: called Watch Me Now, and it comes from Matthew six twenty-five to 33. I'll read that passage.
2: By the way, if anybody has their Bibles or a phone, you wanna, do you want to read it out to the, the Matthew what again? 6, 25
5: to 33. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on.
2: Thank you, Ryan. So this is another song from our new album. We just uh, released a new album called Upside Down, so the song that Jacob sang, that's one of those songs, and this is another one that Ryan sang. And I think Sarah's trying to make an adjustment there.
3: your clothes you should take a look at how the lilies grow
2: surprise flute player. Where is she? Okay. Sarah has a Bible verse that she wants to share. uh, This is another one of our
4: songs. So this song is called A Thousand Nice Things. And I'm going to read this verse. (laughs) For to us a child is born. Oh, sorry. Uh, Isaiah 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So this song, A Thousand Nice Things, is naming a whole bunch of nice things about God. That's just a couple of them, and there's just a few of them in this song. But that's what this song is about, and I helped write it. This one is also from our new album that's just being released. But yes, Sarah wrote quite a bit of it. Probably have heard before. This is beautiful name.
2: Hi, right, Grant. Spring of that. There we go. There
8: go. <laughs> right. It's fantastic being led in worship by different teams, different, uh, different people. And I mean, it's also a really nice break. As Justin mentioned, too, we love. Yeah being part of leading you in worship, praying with you, singing with you, all that stuff. But it's also, it's the same team, right? Week after week after week. And I I love the change. I love the different sounds. None of us know how to play most of these instruments. So we just got Alex. So Alex, your task is to learn four new things (laughs) and do them all at the same time. (laughs) Question for you. What is your MO, your thing, or kind of like, it might be almost like a quirk, right? Like, what's your code of conduct that you operate by? Sometimes this comes out as a, yeah, like like a quirk, a quirky thing. Like, I've known some people, I, actually, um, somebody I know has this thing where, like, there's certain words that are only, we we use slurs all the time, like, like good things. We use slang words way out of context all the time. So, like, the word awesome is, it's like, awesome, right? The only things that should be awesome is, like, God. So, he had these things where, like, don't use words just because, like, oh, man, this, like, computer game is so awesome. No, it's not. Like, God is awesome, right? So that's, like, one quirk, right? Do do you know any of those kind of things about yourself? If you don't think you have one, ask somebody, somebody you trust, who you could take a bit of criticism for because it'll be funny sounding, I'm sure, right? Some people, it's, it's funnier, too. It's just, you know, whether it's, like, the way they, this is how they do their facial hair. Some people wear shorts all the time, even if it's winter outside, right? Pastor Rob, just uh, as a thing we had for a while. Some people do this thing, too, where they, they have like a way of, like, I follow rules to a T, and I, they make sure that it's communicated. They make sure other people around them follow rules to a T because they're very systematized. That's like their MO. That's their way of operating. Like, you, you just do stuff right. There's black and white, and this is the way you do things. But then maybe those Some of you are annoyed by those kind of people. They bother you. They put you on edge a bit because you're a free spirit. But actually, I hate to break it to you. That is actually your system of rules, is by more just prioritizing, like, hey, people should be able to feel this way no matter what, and I'll make sure that happens, and I'll either do stuff or prevent things from happening so that they all feel that way. At the end of it, we all have this code that we kind of... Operate by whether we like it or not, and then every time we think we're you know, we don't have a code, we actually do have a code, and that is our code. And it shouldn't be surprising, this is something that we actually relate to a lot. It's a storyteller device uh, in movies and books and stuff that we're, that we're watching, where storytellers will help us relate to the bad guys by just saying, But they're just following their code, right? Or they, they help bring some like. Um, dynamics to just the different characters of like there's this way that they're going this way and we can kind of start relating to you know the conflict of how what do you do in this sort of situation mandalorian is a huge one uh really popular star wars kind of tv show it's all about like like cowboys in space right but they have a code they're kind of good guys but they have a code or they're bad guys all depending so that's how we relate to them because we get it we feel that we know that we have an mo how we do stuff Maybe I'll I'll ask you this question and it's maybe a bit of a better way to relate to rather than like a code. What's the thing that you have kind of as a goal in front of you that you know if you do this, you'll have made it, right? Like if you make this much money, you'll have made it. You'll be there. If you own this size of a house and it changes. When I was a kid, I think in like grade six or seven, for me, the first one was like, there was a guitar riff by uh, Steve Vai. I was like, if I can play that guitar riff, I am set for life. I'm going to play that at job interviews. I'm going to play that everywhere I go. I'll propose to my wife with that guitar riff. But then I learned it in like grade seven, and there's actually a better guitar riff by like Eddie Van Halen I wanted to learn. So then it was you know, getting a car and then uh, being able to do these kind of tricks. And then I wanted like, a full-time job or getting good grades or whatever. There's always another thing. So what's the thing in your life that you have set up as a goal in front of you that you know when you've got there, you've made it? I'll tell you why this is important. So uh, just a quick message this morning with a really important uh, point, that we're in the book of Galatians doing this study. through so the book of Galatians, we've called it Jesus Plus Nothing, because this book, it's a letter in the New Testament written by a man named Paul. And he's talking to Christians, people in ancient Galatia, which is kind of like modern-day Turkey. Uh, Eastern Europe sort of thing. He traveled all around. there, telling people about Jesus Christ, saying that Jesus rose from the dead. He died for our sins. He is now the new pivotal point for us to have a relationship with God. And people were believing it. They were transformed by it. They were giving their lives to this movement, this new idea, this thing being preached. They formed churches. So Paul was instrumental in that. Now he's writing a letter to these people because there was some goofy stuff going on that he wanted to kind of address. Mainly, their big thing was they believed in all that stuff. They loved it. Like, man, died for sin. Like, I can rise from death. I can have eternal life in heaven. Like, I like that stuff. But they had this previous way of life that they kept clinging on to that was all about these rules, this cultural idea of, like, do all of these things, a thing called the law um, that came out of the Old Testament, their previous understanding of how to live a good, proper life. In fact, these were things that came from God. In their minds, this was like the most important thing. And now there's this whole new idea with Jesus that was like freedom from, and it didn't quite gel. So they started balancing and prioritizing certain things and forgetting that Jesus was the most important and only message now to connect with God. So Paul's trying to get at this idea. Because here's the main thing, like, how could these laws have been bad if God gave it to them? They made a mistake, and it's the same mistake we make all the time. They took something that was really good that actually God had blessed them with. God had said, use these things to be, and and to be sure if they followed every single one of the laws, 613 plus a whole bunch of other spoken word laws they had, if they did all of those, they would have been pretty good people. They would have been on it, but they made these laws not about God. See, God gave them this instruction book for saying, here's how to connect with me. Here's how to be in relationship with me. And then they made it all about how can we be great? How can we be better? When you take a look at those goals in your life, the if you've made it, kind of measure in your life, how often are they actually just about if you're, you know, in comparison to the people around you, you got the nicer car finally, you got enough money finally, or you finally have caught up to the Joneses with a 3,000 square foot home. We make these guides, guides of life all about us. Constantly, and that was the problem that Paul is trying to get at. So then he says this statement, and we're in Galatians chapter two, starting around verse fifteen. I'm just going to kind of pull up a few verses from it. But uh, Galatians two fifteen, uh, it says, "We who are Jews by birth know that a person is not justified by the law, but by Jesus Christ." He goes on to say, "By the works of the law, no one is justified." Here's a good paraphrase to kind of understand a bit more what he's saying. Paul is saying to these Christians in Galatia who are making this mistake. He says. Those of you who are looking to live for God, you're trying to be close to God, you're trying to be righteous and a good person, trying to have that relationship, you have to understand that no amount of following those rules will actually get you there. Those might be a fine thing, but you've forgotten something that's way bigger at play here. I heard this really good analogy I liked where... He kind of compared, like, what was going on in the Old Testament, all these laws, and why did Jesus wait, or why did God wait to the point to send Jesus, Uh, like a rocket ship, right? It, It goes off, gets out of our atmosphere, it's got these big booster engines on the side, and it ditches the booster engines and keeps going. And the point is, those booster engines were helpful. They got us up there, however many hundreds of miles up above the earth, but it's a mistake if we cling to those booster engines as they rocket back down to the earth, we actually want to keep going, and the law was kind of like those booster engines, but now we have this gospel message from Jesus, and we get the real point of how to be close to God. And then there's a big point where Paul is trying to focus here, and it's what I really want to land home here for just a couple minutes of a devotional this morning. Uh, in verse uh, chapter 2, verse 19, Paul says this statement. He says, For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. When I was just kind of studying through this chapter this week and I was so excited that we had this uh, guest worship team that was just leading us through some fun songs and just dancing around and getting some of this folksy beat, I loved it. But there's a thing that was on my heart. I want to make sure that we never read through books of the Bible like Galatians, which has so much that we can learn from, so many things that we can connect to with our life that helps improve our relationships with each other, our decision-making abilities, all these things. But at the end of the day, this isn't a self-help book. This isn't just something that's designed to help us have more success in our careers as supposed to help our lifestyles go more fluid and flexible and easy. To be sure, there's good stuff that we learn all the time, but there's actually something bigger here. Paul brings into focus here that is not just about our emotional health, our physical health. Our spiritual health is what he's trying to get at. See, the whole point of this gospel message is the fact that this man, Jesus Christ, came to earth claiming to be the Son of God He said, you've made mistakes in your life, you are sinning, you're separated from God, you can't follow all these rules, and you never will, and that's fine, because actually I'm going to take that on, and I'm going to die for you, and I'm going to show you that I'm going to triumph over death. See, the gospel message that Paul brought that transformed people here, and that we need to make sure we're always tied to with this idea of Jesus plus nothing, is it's not, here's a good rule, here's a new set of ways to live. It's not saying, that was the old rules, here's a new set of rules. Jesus Christ died and rose from the grave and defeated death and then he said, you can have that same thing. I can grant you that same power over death and you actually have this eternal soul that God wants to be united with. There's a heaven, there's a hell and there's something that happens after this earthly life. So this is actually the point that Paul's trying to get at, and we can't make a mistake in it. I love where Paul even continues on. He says stuff like, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. My life has actually been transformed because of this new thing I've been adapted to. So what I want to leave you with, we're going to sing a few more songs here. It's going to be really great. This isn't an idea of like a ticket to heaven that we're trying to offer up here, but there is a decision that's important. See, as our church, our tagline is following Jesus. There's this constant, ongoing relationship and effort involved of keeping our focus on following Jesus in our lives, guiding us. And that actually takes an intentional step to start. And I'm sure a lot of you here have had that in your life maybe however many decades ago, or years ago, or even just weeks ago, you've made this decision to follow Jesus, which is fantastic. Maybe you've fallen away from that, and you want to make that decision again to follow Jesus. I want to make that invitation, the same invitation that Paul brought, the same invitation that Jesus brought to everybody, is that you can follow him. You can have this relationship with him. So we're going to sing a few more songs here, and I... I'm going to be hanging around here in the sanctuary, uh, reflecting on these songs that talk about this resurrection, this life, this relationship we can have with Jesus. I would love to pray with you. We've got some leaders here. You saw Justin and Chad. We have a few more people here too who would just be happy to hang around the sanctuary. We'd love to pray with you, tell you a bit more about what this looks like, get you involved into this community, get you involved in following Jesus so you can experience this life change that will happen. If you're tired of the political game, if you're tired of the next thing that you'll finally have made it, there is something better there. And Paul ends it off. I love it. A person is not made righteous by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. And that is what the point of the gospel message, the book of Galatians here is really all about. So I'll leave you with that. Let's worship together again. Let's keep going. And then we'll end off the service. Thanks, Barry.
2: Thanks, Grant. All right. Well, we have uh, yeah, a few more songs here. Why don't we just go right into this next song? It's a happy day.
3: Is he's alive. alive, he's alive.
4: Next song we are doing is called All You Shining Stars, also from our new album. And it comes from Psalm 148, uh, verses 2 and 3, where it says, Praise Him, all His angels, praise Him, all His hosts, praise Him, sun and moon, praise Him, all You Shining Stars. Now, that's practically, well, that is actually the chorus to All You Shining Stars. And the way we sing this song is kind of a call and answer. So the, um, guys. the, men, the guys and men sing
7: with me. praise him
4: with my dad. That's and me. then all the kids and ladies will sing with us. So that would be all his angels, all his hosts, sun and moon, and all you shining stars. Now, the special part, well, it's all special yeah. about this song, is when we sing the part, all you shining stars, All of us who are able, which isn't too many up here, is going to go like this, like stars. Like stars.
7: Oops. Because,
4: because, and and no matter how many times you look (laughs) up at the stars, we live kind of in the country, so on a clear night, you look up, you're like, wow, it's it's magnificent. It's crazy to look up and just see them all, and that's not even all of them. And it's kind of mind-boggling to think of how many there are when you look up and you're like, I can't even count that many, and that's just how many I can see. So we can really praise him just by being awestruck over the stars. So that's kind of what this song is about.
3: All right, guys, with me. Praise Him,
7: all His angels.
3: Praise Him,
7: all His souls. Praise
3: Him, sun
7: and moon.
3: Praise Him. Flashing lightning and rolling thunder, calling out to the God of wonder. Let the wind and the waves cry holy, is your name all the people of every nation? Raise your voice to the Lord of creation over all the We'll sing together His love endures forever
8: didn't hear the violin in practice and all of a sudden it came out and that was amazing. Well done. This has been a really fun morning, thank you so much for it. Uh, what I did want to let you know is that there is, uh, you have a few albums, they're talking about some of these new songs they've written too, there's some albums available out in the lobby, also some fun, it actually looked like a bunch of instrument toys and like ways to engage in the songs, were those used in the recording? That'd be sweet. You can be part of it. I encourage you to check it out. Chat with them. They're going to be hanging around here after the service too. We're going to sing one more song still. I believe you have another one, which would be great. I just want to pray for us all and just help cap the service off, and then we'll go from there. Sure. And that will be fantastic. Thank you for this morning. But just join me in prayer. God, thank you for this morning. God, thank you for music and that you you have given us this ability to engage in life so emotionally, this way that just connects our hearts and minds musically, God, to just see you at work, God, to learn more truths about you. There's words, but then there's this power with the emotion that comes with the song and the lyrics and the notes and the instruments behind it all. God, I just pray that uh, you continue to bless the ministry that this family, the Springman family, is doing as they travel to churches, as they produce music, as they sing for you. God, be with them. God, I pray that these songs impact us in our lives, that we can use these stories ways to connect with you and also bring your good news to people in our lives, our friends, our families, our coworkers, whoever it is. God, and I just pray that there's anyone here who, for the first time, is maybe exploring that uh, opportunity or, or openness to seeing the massive impact you have in your life, God, that you're not just a self-help book, God. There's something so much bigger that you actually talk about, this spiritual, eternal life that you move in them. God, encourage them to just start that relationship with you, God. Reach out to uh, anybody here to experience that, God, to get to know you for the first time possibly. We pray all these things in your name and ask that you just go with us this week as we go on uh, loving you, loving our city, and just loving this church. In your name, amen.
2: Thank you. All right, I just want to leave you with this uh, scripture, and it's a scripture I learned at a very young age, um, and it's Hear, O Israel. This is uh, from Deuteronomy chapter 6, and we've all heard this. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the way and when you lie down and when you rise. As I said, I, I grew up hearing that uh, scripture a lot. I, I grew up in a Jewish home, so I had a bar mitzvah and you know we would go to synagogue and learn how important this prayer was that uh, hero Israel uh, it's, it's called the Shema, and it's a kind of a center point uh, of the, really, of the Bible. Uh, and uh, so we're going to do that song. This is one of our songs as well. And um, we're going to be singing the first part in Hebrew, so you can see it. I think we can see it. Can you put up that next slide? There it is. That's how you say it phonetically. So um, please uh, sing along with us if you'd like. It's Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai Echad. All right, here we go.
3: Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai I don't know. to the promised land a land of milk and honey crossed the jordan And gates, oh, oh, oh.
2: Thank you so much god bless you today have a great rest of your day come and see us back at our table as uh, as pastor grant mentioned we have a, a couple of cds and some other things and um actually this would be one way you could really help us because um because of the last two years in the pandemic and we are now just releasing this new album it's really hard to get the word out uh the world has changed basically when, especially when it comes to music and getting music out So if you um, still use a CD player or you know somebody who does, uh, we do have some CDs there. We don't have, uh, uh, how do we say it? It's by donation. So whatever you can afford, whatever you would like to bless us with, and if you have five friends that still have CD players, take five CDs and just bless us as you're able. And uh, we really, really appreciate that. All right, God bless you today, and um, we'll hopefully see you again. Bye.